Welcome to the Gone Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Howell. And I'm your host, Angie Rogers Howell. What is the Gone Boss Podcast? Well, it's a weekly podcast featuring awesome people in our community. We'll interview them, find out what makes them tick, the cool things they're doing to make our community a great place to live and work, and how they've gone boss. Be sure to check us out at goneboss.com or hashtag goneboss. We're on Instagram at goneboss2k or find us on Facebook by searching for goneboss. We're brought to you today by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Learn more at schaeferleadership.com. What do they have coming up? A virtual early riser workshop. So I have to get up early and get in front of my computer? Yeah, but you could be in front of your computer in your pajamas. Okay, I get it. If that's what you so desire. What's this one all about? Well, this one is all about Queerology 101. Queerology. Is there a book on that? I bet there is, but this is not. In it's a virtual a book, book it's... that you're going to learn in real time. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Queerology 101 takes participants into the lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer, the LGBTQ plus community, and allows them to become more understanding about issues faced by the community. It's done through sharing their stories, providing education about the history of and vocabulary in the queer community as well as facts and information about the community relevant to a wide variety of participants. In this workshop, you're going to get an increased understanding regarding the history and vocabulary of the LGBTQ plus community. You're going to get some tips and suggestions for becoming a better ally and advocate for the LGBTQ plus community. And you're going to have a greater understanding of issues affecting the LGBTQ plus community as a whole. Well, it sounds very informational and educational. Educational, informational. It's not just for people who identify as queer. It's for allies as well. So everybody is welcome. And it's a virtual early riser workshop from 8 to 9.30 on Thursday, March 2nd. Now, I want to pat Muncie in general on the back for being a queer-friendly community. I really believe that. I think so, too. And I they've adopted resolutions and things like that and are really striving to become a more inclusive community. And Schaefer Leadership is helping pave that way as well. Learn more at SchaeferLeadership.com. Today in the studio, we have C.S. Hendershot with the Heart of Indiana United Way. Welcome. Thank you. No problem. So tell me your title over there at yes. the United Way. I am the Director of Grants and Development at Heart of Indiana United Way. Okay. So you're like all the money and all that good stuff, All the right? money. Okay. All <laughs> the money. Great. So how long have you been with the United Way? Um, I actually started a week before the pandemic. Oh, that's such a great time to everything. start in mm-hmm. nonprofits especially. Oh, it was wild. Um, I had actually been working for for a nonprofit mm-hmm. before. So I was at Second Harvest Food Bank of East Central Indiana. Um, and then United Way stole me away. And it was right before the pandemic. We had no idea what was going to happen. I moved all my stuff and my plants into my office. And then my plants died. <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet so. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was interesting. So how was that shift, mm-hmm. that transition going from working mm-hmm. maybe in the office to then mm-hmm. now we're all working from home? I had no idea what was going to happen. And I don't think anyone else did either. And so we took our laptops home and anything that we needed to work on at home. 
Um, and we thought we were just going to be home for two weeks. And then it actually turned into a year. We pretty much worked virtually. I started going back into the office just because some of the responsibilities I was taking on required me to be uh, physical in the office. Um, but it was a learning curve. Um, I had never really used Zoom before uh, that situation. And I'm still not a big fan of <laughs> Uh, Zoom calls. Uh, I just find it a little hard to kind of read the room, I oh, would yeah. say. I think so. And it's also just hard because you can't um, have like a natural flowing conversation either. Um, oh, yeah. I find that like in person, even though it, it may be rude to talk over, you can have more of a one-on-one easy flowing conversation, occasionally chiming in and whatnot. Whereas on Zoom, you just, that's not possible. Zoom is hard. And yeah. I know we all got used to Zoom, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. not my favorite. We even did Gone Boss over mm-hmm. Zoom for a while. Yeah. And yeah. It, I mean, that was good. It was great because we got to like talk to people and to reach out to our friends and whatever. Mm-hmm. But it's, we like recording in person. Yeah. I just don't know how to do it any other way. Yeah, I I much prefer meeting in person. Now, what I do appreciate from uh, the pandemic was the flexibility. And that flexibility still lives on in a lot of workplaces. Oh, absolutely. Which is just great. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. I I like that we can all, Mm -hmm. we don't all need to necessarily be in the same room for this conversation. Let's all hop on a Zoom or whatever. Exactly. So that's nice. But yeah, Mm -hmm. when it was, that's the only way we could Mm -hmm. communicate. It was was a little difficult. I'm also a people person. I get my energy from other people. And so not having that around me every day, it was, it was tough. I I missed the office environment. Yeah. I bet so. Yeah. So United Way, I know it used to be United Way of Delaware County, right? Yes. Muncie, Delaware County. Mm-hmm. But now you've expanded. So yep. tell me a little bit about that. Yep. So we were uh, United Way of Delaware County. And then we were United Way of Delaware, Henry, and Randolph Counties. And then as we were talking with other counties around us, we were starting to realize that we could pull together some of our resources, some of our staff, and be able to have a greater impact. And so there was one other United Way that was very strong in the area, and that was United Way of Madison County. And our CEOs had been talking for quite a few years, and we just found that was a good fit together. Um, And so we officially came together in the summer of 2021 as Heart of Indiana United Way, serving five different counties, Delaware, Henry, Madison, Randolph, and Fayette counties. Okay, well, that's quite a mm-hmm. quite a reach of counties for it sure. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I know, spoiler alert, I'm involved in the uh, Women United campaign, so I know a little bit about how the counties work and everything. Mm-hmm. So while each county is unique and they have their own struggles they deal with, they mm-hmm. we're also, we're all facing the same yeah. kind of stuff. We all need childcare. Mm-hmm. We all are fa- know people who've been impacted by the uh, opioid epidemic and all that kind of thing so Mm -hmm. while we're all individual Mm -hmm. we all have the same kinds of needs it's kind of like you know boundaries the boundaries of counties are invisible lines yeah you cannot see those lines if a child comes to your door and it's from randolph or they're from randolph or or henry counties but you live in delaware county you're not going to turn that child away Mm -hmm. you're going to help that child absolutely well i love that that's great So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where are you from? So I was born in Bloomington, Indiana, in the hills of southern Indiana. Okay. I lived in the area for quite a while. And then I moved up to Brownsburg, uh, Indiana, which is just like the west side of Indianapolis Mm -hmm. when I was a little bit older with my dad. 
And then I came here to Muncie and just stayed ever since. Okay. So what yeah. brought you to Muncie? Ball State? Ball State, yes. Okay, great. Yes. Great. Uh, I came to Ball State for my undergrad. I actually started off as a nursing major. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And that quickly changed after my freshman year. I changed and uh, started studying uh, political science. Okay. Well, mm-hmm. that's a shift from mm-hmm. nursing to political science. It was. <laughs> it was. I got um, really involved on campus during my undergrad, during my freshman year specifically, mm-hmm. And uh, uh, started attending Spectrum and was on the executive board for Spectrum, the LGBT organization there. And then I started through that role. I was part of Student Government Association. And I just realized that my passions kind of, they were somewhere else. (laughs) Right. No, and that's good. I mean, even if you do go Mm -hmm. to school and graduate Mm -hmm. with uh, whatever your degree is, Mm -hmm. half the time you don't even use it. So Mm -hmm. like, I have a degree in church music. Do I use that? No. that's so cool. I do not. That's so interesting. (laughs) It's uh, not even a real degree. It's not from an accredited college. So if I wanted to start over, I have to start all over again. So that's all right. Mm -hmm. So yeah, your passions change and shift and you oh, never know where they do. the, they the do. road is going to lead you. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Exactly. So you made it to Muncie for Ball State. Yep. So what made you decide to stay? You that just loved us question. so much you had to stay? Well, during my undergrad, I honestly just wanted to be a forever student. Okay. <laughs> and so I decided to apply for grad school and I got in. And so I went to grad school at Ball State for sociology. Okay. And it was through that program, um, I was a, my mentor was Dr. Melinda Messinio. Okay. She is absolutely wonderful, so involved in community organizations here in Muncie. And a lot of the work that I was doing for my grad degree was working with nonprofits uh, in Muncie and Delaware County. And through that, I just, I built up a community around me that I, when I graduated, I didn't want to leave. I, I wasn't ready to leave that community, mm-hmm. and so I decided I, I wanted to stay and create a life here. Well, excellent. Well, we're yeah. glad you stuck Thank around. You. That's great. too. Yeah. So what do you like to do after a hard day of work? What do you like to do for fun? Well, as of lately, I've been doing a lot of skating. I just recently joined oh, yes. Corn Fed Roller Derby, yes. and so that's kind of my way of relaxing after work is going and shoving other people. Excellent. <laughs> you know, I love the roller derby. We're farmhouse's yeah. sponsors, uh-huh. and um, for a, like several years ago, I thought about potentially joining, but oh, I am should. I am too clumsy. Oh, that's okay. uh, I will break my neck, and I don't. You might break something. <laughs> I will probably break something, and I don't really want to break anything. So I think right now, at this stage of my life, I am a good supporter, uh, a fan, an ally, that kind of thing. So I love, fun. but I think roller derby is so fun, and I want to get my nine-year-old into it. And because we want her to be into it, mm-hmm. she will not. She thinks it's Aww. the lamest thing in the world, and I'm like, what? There's oh, people so shoving fun. each other and like, it's just amazing. Yeah. But because, I, yeah, I think I was in um, middle school, high school when I started to see things about roller derby. And that was kind of when Naptown roller derby was starting mm-hmm. to become popular as a big team. Um, and I started attending their bouts and I just thought the people on that team were like my heroes. They were so cool. I wanted to be just like them. And so I I grew up skating, roller skating, mm-hmm. and I just knew I always wanted to get involved, but it was always really intimidating. Yeah. I agree. I was scared of breaking something, and it's also, it takes up a lot of time. It's a dedication that you have to go to practice, and it's late at night. I don't get home until 11 on some nights, you know. 
I hurt. <laughs> I have bruises all over me. I mean, it is a it's a full body contact sport, so it's it's hard. Awesome. So this is your first first yes. year going into this it. This right? is I started in October. Okay. And I had my first bout two about two weeks ago. Okay. It was terrifying, but just exhilarating. Awesome. Was awesome. I know Matt went. Audio yeah. went. Yeah, they I saw they, that. Yeah. they thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, so it was a lot of fun. Exciting. What kind of professional organizations are you involved with? Hmm. So I work for Heart of Indiana United Way. I'm also on the board of Muncie Arts and uh, of Schaefer Leadership Academy. And then I am this year's uh, Pride Committee Chair of Muncie Outreach's Pride Festival. Oh, excellent. I love that. Yeah. Very excited about this year's Pride. It's going to be on September 2nd, so that's Labor Day weekend. Mark your calendars. We're super excited. We had such a great crowd this past year with Pride. Well, great. Let's move on to some fun questions. Yeah. What's your favorite band or artist? Um... I don't necessarily have a favorite band. I love 80s new wave music, though. So like Talking Heads, New Order, and Joy Division. Um, That's kind of my favorite genre. And you'll always hear me listening to it. I just, for whatever reason, that like it's electronic music that I really enjoy. Excellent. I like that. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Neither. You're middle of the dayer. <laughs> I am a middle of the dayer. Yeah, yeah. I am not a, a night owl. I'm typically like ready to go to bed at eight o'clock, which can be a problem sometimes for roller derby practice. Oh, yeah, that um, makes for a late night. <laughs> but I'm also not a six a.m. person, so I'm like, I get to work at eight a.m. and I leave at five p.m. and that that is my ideal working time. I don't work at in the evenings, I don't work early in the mornings. Don't schedule an 8 a.m. meeting, please. Oh, please. I don't. People who do that just like to torture people, I think. I know. Like, oh, I know. Who does that? I know. <laughs> that should I be had, illegal. That should be illegal. I had a 9 o'clock meeting this morning, and I thought even that was a little I think early. the best time is 9.30 for a meeting. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Yep. I always do 10 or 2. Those Ooh, are my meetings. Those are good. That's, don't schedule it's me. 2 o'clock right now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah don't schedule perfect. me for a, 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 I don't know, an 11.30 or something. That's weird. Exactly. 10 or 2. <laughs> Have you ever met anybody famous? Well, um, I'm not sure if you would consider this famous, famous, like celebrity, but um, I actually have an uncle who's a retired astronaut. I think that's pretty famous. It, it's pretty cool. There's not that he's many been, astronauts. <laughs> I know. And he's piloted two shuttles to the International Space Station. So pretty, pretty I darn cool. count that as pretty cool mm-hmm. and pretty famous. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know that many of us could say mm-hmm. could say that. What's your favorite movie? Um, I would say Fried Green Tomatoes is one of my all-time favorite movies. It's a movie that I grew up with, and it just means so much to me. It's also a really great book, Fried Green Tomatoes at the Whistle Stop Cafe. Oh, I I don't think I knew it was a book. Yep, yep. It's also a book. Just one of those movies I kind of grew up with and identified with one of the characters. So, All right. Perfect. What's your hidden talent? Something you're good at that people might not know. Well, um, I can sleep through just about anything. Hey, that's a good talent to have. (laughs) It is great. It's also kind of scary because um, I actually, uh, you know how you get alarms on your phone for like when a tornado, like a tornado warning is going off or whatnot. Um, I slept through an alarm that came on through my phone for a tornado just like a couple years ago. It was during the pandemic. We had a tornado warning. 
And I just, I slept through the whole alarm and my partner was like, yeah, I have no idea how that happened, but I just let you sleep because you would have been panicking if you had woken up. (laughs) If it was a real emergency, they would have woken you up. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's funny. I I think I would probably sleep through those too. But yeah. when I sleep, I have this little headband that has speakers in it. Oh, yeah. So I can like listen to music while I mm. go to sleep. But then also my phone rings through it. So then like oh. those alarms and stuff go through yeah. your headphones. And I'll just say that at 2 o'clock in the morning, that is very loud. That is terrifying. <laughs> and terrifying. Yeah. yeah. I used to uh, fall asleep to podcasts. And occasionally I would put on, actually, I would always put on true crime podcasts. I, I, I say I listen to music while I go to sleep, but it's really podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't recommend listening to true crime podcasts going to bed sometimes. Mm-hmm. I just... Mm, it gives you weird yeah. dreams. It I listen you... to murder podcasts mm-hmm. when I go to sleep yeah. all the time. And then I wonder why I dream that people are trying to kill me. I don't exactly. know. Exactly. <laughs> But when the when the alarm goes off at two in the morning, it's very jarring. Yeah, uh, I can when imagine it's directly in your ear. Oof, yeah. yeah, but that's okay. Tell me something that's on your bucket list. Yeah, um, I would actually love to learn how to fly. Kind of going back to my uncle, who's an astronaut, retired astronaut. I really looked up to him when I was a kid. Uh, he um, was a pilot in the Navy before he joined NASA. And um, I would go to see him in, out in California occasionally when I was really young. And so always looked up to him, wanted to be a pilot, um, even thought about joining like the Air Force at okay. one point when I was younger and then just decided against that. Um, probably health-wise, I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they let you be like Air Force pilots if you have to wear glasses yeah, and stuff. Yeah, or like I have really bad stomach problems. I can't even do roller coasters anymore. Uh, yeah, you probably can't, probably <laughs> yeah, can't do probably that. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to do that. But I am actually taking my first flight lesson. Oh, fun. Yeah, my family surprised me this Christmas with a flight lesson. So I'm really excited just to like get to experience flying. Excellent. That's yeah. cool. That's mm-hmm. that's a really thoughtful present for like for a holiday. It was amazing. It was such a good present. Awesome. I like that. What gets you truly excited about life? I get really excited thinking about uh, my house, actually, with my partner. Mm -hmm. We um, bought this house not too long ago, uh, just maybe over a year ago. And it was our dream house. We would, for years, walk by this house or drive by it, and we always would just kind of imagine what it looked like inside. And uh, she would actually build it in The Sims. She loves playing (laughs) Sims and loves designing houses. And so she, at one point, had had built it in The Sims and everything. And then we actually got the opportunity to move into it and rent from a friend of ours uh, at the beginning of the pandemic. And then we ended up getting the opportunity to buy it and it is just it is our dream house it's so lovely an old craftsman oh, nice. style house that was built in um the early 1900s and so I just I get so excited thinking about how many years that I'll have with this historical structure and be able to maintain it and take care of it awesome and, yeah. and the history that's mm-hmm. been in that house oh I know yeah we yeah. live in a hundred year old farmhouse yeah. that's been yeah. My in-laws moved in there in the Uh 40s or something, but then, you know, it's been around since I think we found newspapers from 1903 or something like that. So, like, Mm -hmm. the the memories, the history, Mm -hmm. the people, the families that have been in there, Mm -hmm. you just kind of wonder, like, huh, wonder what happened in this house before before I lived there and stuff. uh, So, I actually, a a colleague of mine um, dug up some newspaper articles. I had always heard from my neighbors that there was... um, 
a man who lived there, actually the person who had built the house, died in the river because um, we live along the White River. Oh, okay. And uh, so my my colleague ended up uh, digging into new, newspapers.com, right. looking mm-hmm. up her address and everything. And it's true. Uh, the the person who built the house actually did not necessarily die in the river, but his car, uh, the driveway used to go out into the into White River Boulevard, and he, for whatever reason, his car just like accelerated. And he went down the bank and oh, hit wow. a tree near the river and died by by that wow by that's, that crash yeah that's interesting yeah. and interesting that your colleague uh-huh. was able to find all that information oh, and, well yeah of, of course they were i'm sure so that that's great but <laughs> mm-hmm. i mean that's such an interesting mm-hmm. in, not great but an interesting story interesting <laughs> yeah. kind of creepy a little creepy yeah. Well, yeah i know they've had wakes in my house oh, wow. uh from back in the you know 1900s uh-huh. i know somebody died on the stairs <laughs> yeah. i don't think we're haunted although i do okay. like to tell my nine-year-old you never know totally haunted. <laughs> anytime anything weird happens in my house i blame it on hank my husband's grandpa i'm like hank knock it off stop messing with my stuff come on hank <laughs> i know get it together hank what do you want to be remembered for i think i would i would like to be remembered for um doing the best i can to help my community honestly all right well thank you so much for joining us today i really appreciate it thanks for having me Andy. no problem thanks for stopping by the farmhouse yeah. bye Over the holidays, how many times did you burn your hand? I can't even count how many times. So many times. So let's set this up. Uh, my wife likes to stick her hand in the oven and grab the oven rack. Now, why in the world would why would you do this? I don't grab the oven rack. Like I get a oven mitt, I get a pot holder. Like I do not touch this very hot. Well, I don't do device. it. On, I'm not doing it on purpose. No. And I get a pot holder, but I think I need like oven mitts that like go up to my elbows or something because I like. Oh, you reach in there. I reach in. Oh. I refuse to pull out the oven rack. You know, you can like pull it out. Yeah. Then the tray's like there and you just you get grab it. it. Yeah. I refuse to do this. Like I've never done it. I've, you go all the way in, yeah. even though that top element we have an electric stove yeah. not a gas stove because oh my gosh that's I would, a big deal i would burn my whole everything off so yes the government may come after well they might take them all away who knows <laughs> but yes but, i refuse to to pull out the rack the rack so there's also usually a top rack that's there and so i always 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 get my hand on the top rack and like, you burn it every time yes now i am <laughs> this I has know, happened multiple times i know i do this Am I going to take the extra step to remove to pull out the the oven rack just a little bit to and then push myself? it back in and push it back in? No, I am not going to do that. Never have, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm where, not gonna. Where did you pick this terrible habit up? At? I don't know, but I would get, venture to say my mother because my sister because her hands are always burnt yeah. Out? Well, we went, not my mom's, <laughs> but we went to my sister's for Christmas. Yeah, and she had burnt her hand. Or she had seen mine or something like that. Anyway, my brother-in-law was like, what happened to your hand? I'm like, oh, I burn it in the oven, like always. And he's like, your sister does the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) So we both picked it up from somewhere. I'm not sure where we got it from. Probably your mom. Maybe my mom. I don't know. Who now, listens to this podcast so, and it's okay, going to give you a hard time. Occasionally. Because you brought her up. She listens to it not as much anymore because we keep talking about her. She doesn't like <laughs> it. But I do have to say, so this stems back all the way to like sixth grade. All I was right. in 
home ec class. Do they even have home ec class anymore? Uh, I don't they know. They probably call it something else. Consumer science or health, yeah, health and consumer science, I think they call it. Well, anyway, I, I took home ec as well. I was in home ec with my Mrs. Sheward, who was like a bajillion years old. She ha- she was my dad's teacher <laughs> when he was in middle school. And she was old then. And she was old then. <laughs> and she taught like biology or something. But then she got me. I'm like, I promise I'm nothing like my dad because uh, I was nice and he was the class clown. Uh, anyway, so we're learning <laughs> to make toast yes. in the oven. Toast now, in the oven. who needs to learn how to make toast in the oven? You do because later on in life when you don't have... A toaster? No, the, 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 the garlic toast in the fridge... You've got to make it yourself. You've got to put the butter oh, on. And, and the, the spread and the whatever and all that. Yeah, the garlic salt and all that good stuff. Okay. That's why she was teaching you that way back in the, what, early 90s or this late 80s? It was the early 90s, I would say. Okay. Anyway, so she's teaching us how to do that. Make toast. I think it was cinnamon toast. So we like sprinkled cinnamon on. We put it in the oven. It we toasted it. It was, well, I didn't get to eat it. Because spoiler alert, I burnt my hand in home ec <laughs> class. <laughs> So I, of course, and you burn it so bad. I burn it so bad. I had they had to call my parents. My mom had to come get me. I had to go to the hospital because I had second and third degree burns on my hand where it touched the element on the top, and I still have a scar on my hand and from sixth she, grade. Didn't she yell at you? She did yell at me because, well, when I get hurt <laughs> or when anybody else gets hurt, my coping mechanism is laughter. Yeah, like you fall in front of me, and I'm totally gonna laugh, and then I'll probably ask you if you're okay after I laugh. But so. I started laughing, and then she was so mad at me that I laughed, and then she yelled at me, and I'm like, I'm sorry, it's just what I do. And you do. got this smoldering flesh. Smoldering flesh on my arm, on my hand and whatever, and yeah, so even as far back as sixth grade, I refused to use, <laughs> I refused to pull out the oven racks, and you think by now I'm in my 40s, I would have learned by now, but no, no. I haven't, I'm not gonna, it's fine. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Gone Boss. Be sure to check us out at GoneBoss.com or hashtag GoneBoss. We're on Instagram at GoneBoss2K or you can find us on Facebook just by searching GoneBoss. If you like what you heard today, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you find your podcasts. Today's episode was brought to you by our premier sponsor, Schaefer Leadership Academy. Check them out at SchaeferLeadership.com. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to tune in next week to find out who has gone gone boss. boss.